Golf Combine listeners, welcome back. Podcast number 11. 10. 10. We're on 10. Wow. It's sort of, they're racing by. Uh, I've again kicked Tony out. I, um, not by choice though, but I wanted to bring Paul back in again. I thought last week he was fantastic. I just wanted to keep that ball rolling. Paul, how are you? Very good. Happy to be here again. The seat is still warm. The seat is still warm. How, how much longer do you reckon you can keep it warm for? Uh, look, I tell you what, if I'm on fire, it will stay <laughs> warm for a long time. <laughs> keep it moving. Paul, we want to keep it a bit more financial again. Um, you, there's been actually a, a few clients recently just say to us, hey, what's going on? We just want some information on interest rates. So we're going to keep this one to the RBA and, and talking interest rates. I know it's a bit of a dry subject. We won't you know, keep it going too much, but I'm hoping with your expertise, we're able to keep it pretty light and, and pretty engaging. I'll, I'll try and keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, and, it's, and it's something that, as, as I was just telling you a moment before, something that I like to hear a lot about. And, and I listen to updating million podcasts about these macro events. Um, so first, what Jamie? What do you know about interest rates? No, I'm not. That's not my problem, mate. I'm I'm here to interview you. I want to know. Let you you tell the listeners. Let's talk interest rates. You're the man that's listening. To okay, them. okay, Hit okay. There are two elements that run an economy: monetary policy, fiscal policy. Monetary policy is run by the RBA or the Reserve Bank. Fiscal policy is run by the government. Now let's set the scene here. Monetary policy is a two-speed machine. It's either going too fast or too slow. And the Reserve Bank is in charge of saying, hey, it's not going fast enough. We need to speed things up a bit. How do they do that? Well, when you go and take out a mortgage, you want the cheapest rate possible. If you've got the cheapest rate possible, you can either borrow more or pay off more in a sooner period of time. So. Interest rates at the moment at, are at historical lows, have been for years. Why, why is that? Why are they on hold? Why has there been such a long period where they've been so Look, low? It's, that's, that's a huge topic, but, and, and, and I'm just going to give you my opinion on it, but we've been struggling to get out of second gear since the global financial crisis, since they had to be slashed from roughly 6% all the way down to what they are now at 1.5%. Um, we haven't been able to, to, to stimulate enough growth out of the economy post this, this, this global financial crisis to warrant interest rates going up. Don't be dissuaded from the fact that interest rates going up is a bad thing. It's a great thing. In actual fact, we want interest rates to go up. But what's happened over the last three years is that the Reserve Bank has had no motivation, has not has read into their tea leaves and has not been able to see elements within our economy that say, we should increase the cost of spending because it's going too fast. So how, how long is this gonna last? Let's read into your tea leaves. What do you, what do you, what do you read? What, what do I read? I, look, I think we're in a very interesting year. I think 2019 is a very interesting year because um, we've been on this global economic growth cycle for the last 10 years and, and everyone in my circles is saying, but how long can it last? When will someone shoot out the lights? So we've got that competing element. And then we've got this other competing element of 
the election has been called. We've got this election, this fantastic election that I can't wait for. Um, I say that very sarcastically on the 18th of, of May. And that is huge because, as I said, monetary policy is run by the RBA, fiscal policy is run by the government. If the RBA, which is completely disconnected from the government, uh, can't stimulate the economy through the cost of credit, then it relies on the government to do that. And as you may have seen, heard and felt, there is just so much um, going on from a political point of view that no one knows which way it's going. So where do I think interest rates are going to go? Uh, geez, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'll tell you after after it happens. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the, I think the feeling is that you know this time last year we expected them to go up, um, but now a lot of economists are, are sort of vibing that um, they're going to go down if not once but twice over the course of the next twelve well, months. Well, I guess that's what that that is what's next in your opinion. But talk about what happens when they do go up and down. What are the pros and cons for it going down? What are the pros and cons for it you know going up? Property, <laughs> property. Last week's topic. Last week's topic, yeah. property. Um, I think what the, the RBA has been very careful to not do is stimulate this property bubble, as people or the media or someone likes to call it. Um, and they, they, they don't want to overinflate this bubble by reducing interest rates again. If they do that, there is this big fear that it's going to um, increase the value of property and all these millennials that have been complaining about expensive property are going to complain again. Um, on the other side of the fence, if they go up, is it going to have a, a negative effect on, on the, uh, too much of a negative effect of, on the value of property? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think we've, in the last few years, we've become a nation of savers because wages which is going down another rabbit hole uh, wages glo not globally uh, nationally aren't raising at the rate that they should yep. um, so that's another influencing factor f that the rba has to take into consideration as well they want wages to grow how do they want wages to grow they want businesses to borrow money and spend money on infrastructure on on projects on their employees and if they can do that it filters money back into the to the ecosystem or into the economy, and gets the engine going a bit more. Yeah. Does uh, does that make sense? Like, do, do you see the picture? It does. I, I wish our viewers, I wish our listeners, sorry, could actually view this a bit. <laughs> the, arms, I, the arms are flying everywhere. Flying. <laughs> yeah, you're painting the picture in the sky. Uh, I think that's, a, that's the element I reckon our listeners have missed out on. Like, I've got to see it, so <laughs> trust me, it's fantastic. This going over here and this going over here. Now I'm starting to do it. But um, so, like, uh, is this is this important for people to know? Like, are interest rates important? Yes, of course they are, um, because if you know how much interest you're paying on your home loan, you know how much you have to save in order to make those payments. Uh, if that changes, I think the statistic is if it goes, if interest rates go up a quarter percent, it adds 50 bucks a week to your average mortgage size, size which is roughly $350,000, dollars So $50 a week, that's 200 bucks a month that you have to pay extra. Um, if that's going to hit your savings, how do you counteract that? Then, then you've got to think of um, 
where you're going to get your, your money from to pay for your other luxury items, for your smashed avocado. Uh, so that is a problem. Is, um, is, fix, is fixing those loans uh, something to look at in the future or like, you know, immediately or, or it doesn't really matter in your opinion? Um, or I guess it always depends it, on it, the case. It's a case-by-case it, case example. No, well. it is a case-by-case case example. Um, and it's, it's also a way of hedging your bets, right? So to speak for myself, with my current mortgage, I've got half and half, half fixed, half variable, um, because the, the, it gives me, speaking on personal experiences, it gives me the ability to, to save and the ability to know what I'm going to be spending um, o- over the period of, of the fixed term. Um, but it's not the same for everyone, uh, which is which is why we always say it's important to seek advice on <laughs> on your personal financial information or situation. Um, so yeah, no, it, it is important, uh, and you know what we can't do, and what I don't like to do is is forecast um, and have a guess of which way it would go, which is why you might hedge your bets on an each way. Um, and yeah. I, I think that's for everything, you know, there's different opinions out there for either side. So you, you can keep consuming and consuming information. You, you're going to find different opinions everywhere on whether yeah. they're going up and down. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Paul, thank you very much. We understand this one was a little bit of a dry, dry podcast, though there has been... I need a, a glass of water. <laughs> there has been a lot of questions coming in recently from our clients. And they actually, we actually had a few clients that asked us to do do a podcast that was based around this. They wanted to know what was going on, what they should be, should they be, you know, scared. But Paul, I think you've made people feel a lot more comfortable and, and really educated people. Well, I think your comment right there is I've, I've helped you understand the, the un- understandable, if that makes sense. So that's, that's warming. <laughs> that's warming. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Coffin Bond listeners. And again, last chance to sign up for our, um, for our, Conversation, conversation series. series with Mary Henderson. Yes. Uh, really looking forward to that one. In all gone. So thank you very much. Talk soon. Ciao. Ciao.